And the rest of us that are all in here, we're going to talk about moms a little bit this morning. Anybody okay with that? Talk about the moms. Well, you know, it's Mother's Day, obviously. We know that by now. And I was just thinking about moms. I told you earlier, I've been thinking a lot this week about my mom leading up to Mother's Day. And just what a blessing, what a gift from God moms are. My own mom, I can say that about her. I know all of you out there as well could say your mom is a blessing in your life. Amen. Amen. Moms, you're a blessing. You know, we've heard a lot of things from our kids here. And this is a convenient way to begin the message for me. We've heard a lot of awesome things, wonderful things about what our moms are to us. You know, and today, Mother's Day, we're recognizing just who moms are. We're recognizing the ways that they raise us and care for us and teach us and love us. You know, one day a year is probably not enough, right? But today's the day we're, we're taking to celebrate moms. As I was thinking about you know, what to preach on this week. As I was praying about that, um, I, I saw an attribute of God. And this is where we're heading this morning. We're going to be talking about a specific attribute of God that we need for today. But also, I wanted to show you in the Word how God actually explains Himself to us through mothers. Did you know that? There are some scriptures in the Bible, and we're going to turn to Isaiah 49 to start this morning. There's a few verses in the Bible where God is actually talking about who he is in terms of mothers. He says, I'm going to explain to you who I am and how I am and how you know, some of these qualities of me work. I'm going to explain this to you by talking about your moms. And the first one I want us to look at this morning is Isaiah 49. And then we'll go to Isaiah 66 shortly after that. This first verse says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. What God is talking about here is the compassion, the care, the mindfulness that mothers have. Anybody with a mom knows they are compassionate, they're caring, and they're mindful. Amen? You know, moms, they're always thinking about you. Even when you're not thinking about yourself, moms are always thinking about you. And so God is saying here, just the way that a mother is, how they are thinking about you, how they have this compassion, this concern and care for you. He says, I'm even more so than that. He goes, even as you understand it with a mother, and, and I think he does this, he explains it in this way, because, well, we've pretty much all got mothers, or someone who was a mother figure in our life. And he says, just like how you understand care and compassion and this love that a mother would have for their nursing child or the, the child that they bore out of their womb, he goes, I have this same care even in a greater way for you. Because let's be honest, it's pretty unlikely that a mom is going to forget about her nursing child, isn't it? It's probably unlikely that a mom is just going to forget that she had this son or had this daughter. And so God explains through a mother his care for us. Another one, Isaiah 66, 13. It says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Now, I'm just talking about my own mom, but she is a comforter in my life. You know, when I am in a moment where I need comfort, I can go to mom and I'm going to find it there. And so with this same quality, God is explaining to us that just as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and even in a greater way. You know, we're so grateful that mothers have these qualities, and though these are wonderful attributes that we could probably talk about for the whole service this morning, I actually want us to look at a different quality. And the quality I'd like us to look at this morning, a quality of God that I believe is often expressed through a mother, we're going to see in Psalm 46, verses 4 through 5. So if you turn there, we're going to be looking at the quality of inner strength this morning. 
You know, I think this quality of inner strength is something that probably doesn't get talked about enough, especially in terms of moms, because I know some moms that are like the strongest people I know, but that might not be the first word that someone uses to describe them. You know, I, I don't typically walk down the street, see a mom and say, oh, that's a strong woman. I don't know. Maybe you do. You know, I, I don't think oftentimes that's the first attribute we want to give to a mother. And, you know, as I look more and more in the word, as I look at the examples of mothers that I have around me and in my life, I see this quality of internal strength. We're going to call it structural integrity this morning. I see it so strongly in a mother, especially, you know, it takes strength even to do these qualities we've already talked about, to have compassion, to be mindful. You know, sometimes it takes strength just to remember things. Can I get an amen to that? It takes strength to be compassionate. It takes strength to be caring. It takes strength to be comforting, right? It's not always easy to just be the person that everyone comes to vent to. It's not easy to be the person always where, you know, someone needs help and they come to you. But mothers so often take up that role in people's life. Praise God for strong mothers. And so the internal structure, the inner strength of a mother We're looking at this quality this morning, and I kind of have a question I thought I would pose as we start off with. You know, we're going through a time where a lot of things are changing. Some people maybe would liken some of the situations in the world right now to a storm, to a a quake of sorts. And one of the questions I I had um, in my heart for this week was, how does God's strength defend us from the storms and the shakes? You know, we know that God is our strength, amen? He is our defender. He is our rock. But how does that strength defend us from the storms and the shakes? And so this is what I want us to see this morning as we get into the word. Psalm 46, I did say we were going there. So Psalm 46, verses 4 through 5, if we can get those up on the screen. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. So I'm going I'm to give a little explanation there, okay? What we're talking about here, he's describing the city of God, the place of the, the tabernacle of the Most High. Well, in terms of a New Testament life in Christ, that's us. We are the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. You can find that in 1 Corinthians. We have God in us. And so if here God is talking about the city of God, the place where he dwells, and, and something that is true for that city, well, then we know this is going to be, this will be true for us as well because God is dwelling within us. We are that city on a hill, a light to the world today. Let's read verse 5. As we look at, as we look at this tabernacle, can we get verse 5 up? Maybe it's not in the, on in the back. I don't have it up on my screen, so I'll just flip over here real quick. 46 verse, is it up? Thank you. God is in the midst of her. When we say her, we're talking about all of us. Everybody who's received Christ is that light, that city on the hill that cannot be shaken, who has the strength of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. God is describing here a strength 
That even when a stream may flow against the city, when an earthquake may come, it says, she shall not be moved. God shall help her. He's revealing about his strength, saying that I am there to support. I am there to strengthen. And what we see here isn't, isn't a matter of you know, strength and power in a, in a more traditional sense. You know, One of the ways you would have measured strength back when Psalm was, was written is, do they have a great army? Are they warring people where they can go out and take territory where they can overcome enemies. Well, this isn't the kind of strength that's being talked about at all. It's not the kind to go out and fight and change and adapt the situation. It's the kind of strength to stand. It's a structural kind of strength, an inner kind of strength that allows you to endure through difficult things. She shall not be moved because God is in the midst of her. You know, I said this a minute ago. I don't think this is a quality that's highlighted enough about mothers. I think moms are some of the strongest, most steady people that I know. My own mother, that's the case in my life at least, she is a strong rock. You know, we always make that joke. If you were here over January and December when we were kind of celebrating Pastor David Becky's retirement, mom came up with the mic at one point and she goes, I'm a rock. And then she started crying. <laughs> and, and so did everyone else that talked. So it's okay. But really... The ability to stay a part of a life, to stand through difficult moments and not be moved, not be taken off center, not not lose uh, a level thought, not lose faith, not lose hope. To stay grounded in the word of God takes an inner structural kind of strength in who you are as a person. I believe this is a quality that in many families we find in a mother. You know, I I love the way actually that uh, Sarah Nazar said it. She goes, Mom, you are the glue that holds us together. Anybody else feel that way about your mother? She's like the glue that holds your family together. She's that internal strength that holds things together. You know, I'm thinking about my own mom and the kind of strength that she exhibits. And I just wanted to tell, I really wanted to tell a story about my mom today. So I'm going to do that. I hope that's okay with everyone. I remember I was, okay, this is one of those stories where it just gets told and told and told. So while I don't have the visual memory of it, like I can't picture it happening, We've told it so many times that I got a pretty good image of how it went down, okay? Everybody know that kind of story? All right, so I was about six years old. I was in kindergarten at the time, and I had two siblings at, at that point, my younger brother, Max, and my, the older of my two sisters, Lizzie. And so I was in school. I was the only child in school at the time, and uh, our school had one of those drive-through pickup things, you know, where you'd all wait in line to get the kids. They come out, and they all run to the vans, and then all the minivans take off. So my mom was waiting in this drive-through line, the minivan was in park, still turned on. She had my young, the older of my two sisters, Lizzie, was in her arms. She was still a baby at the time. And then my brother, Max, he would have been like three or four at that point, And he was left in the running vehicle. And so mom gets out and, you know, she's got friends in the, the line. And so she's over talking to one of her friends in this car window. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of her eye, the minivan starts moving all on its own. <laughs> terrible sight. (laughs) I mean, that's one where your heart just drops. I mean, as I'm saying this, you know what I mean. Some of you moms have that feeling right now. You're you're probably remembering something your kid did where you, you thought, oh no. And so this minivan's rolling away. And she takes off running with a baby in her arms with like just her fingers, unlatches the door and does a diving move like this into the van, just hits the brake with her toe and gets it stopped about a foot away from a tree in another vehicle. My mom's a superhero, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) She's incredible. Anybody else have an amazing mom? See, moms, they, they have this strength to just hold things together when it looks like things are falling apart. 
Praise God for moms. I'm telling you, they are a gift. They are a blessing. And I do want to say this too, while we're talking about moms, because it's Mother's Day, this is not just true for moms. This is something that God has placed inside of every single one of us. He has given us an inner strength from on high. You know, I believe moms, they, they, are, they are graced to be a mother. I believe moms receive a grace, a strength to be a mom. But every single Christian, every single child of God has been given an in, um, a structural strength, structural integrity, this inner strength that we need to hold things together when things are going tough. Isaiah 40, verse 31, another scripture that kind of talks to this point of the strength, says this, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, I'll read through the scripture and a couple things that stand out to me. Number one, it's not those who are out actively pursuing strength that get stronger. This isn't like being a bodybuilder. You don't go to the gym and, and work up your strength of the Lord. You wait on the Lord and he renews your strength, which we're going to get into this more as we go on today. This internal strength really isn't about you. It's really not dependent on you. It's dependent on God working in your life. We're going to see that this morning. And then the other thing I see is this. This isn't the kind of strength, like I said a little bit ago, that goes out and just like affects change in a moment of time. This isn't the kind of strength that goes out and you know, can lift 500 pounds or go out and take down a whole army in one, one swing of the hand. I mean, this is a different kind of strength. This is a strength that endures Internal structure, internal integrity. This kind of strength is an enduring kind of strength. It isn't go out and change everything in a moment. This is the kind of strength that gets you through, that gets you over to the other side. Amen. Unseen strength. Unseen strength, structural integrity. And so, you know, I'm talking a lot about moms up to this point. And as we began this morning looking at a couple of attributes that God shows himself through mothers, I believe that this quality of internal strength is something that we can gain understanding on by looking at our mothers. At least I can say this is true for my mother in my life, is as I look at how she interacts with me, how she's been steady, and even though maybe Christ sometimes is a rock in our family, I see a quality of God. I see an attribute of God that he is consistently there has the strength to endure through difficult things, has the inner strength to be a glue that holds things together when things start shaking. And so I'd like us now to go to Luke 6. It's kind of going to be our, our key verse today. Luke 6, 46 through 49. This is probably a, a teaching of Christ that you've heard before. It's talking about the foundation upon which a house is built. He says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's the person who comes, hears, and does. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it. This house had some inner strength. Structural integrity, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like the man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Today I want us to look at what makes the difference between a house that falls and a house that stands. 
a house that is unable to endure and a house that can endure. Because the truth is this, both of these houses endured a storm. And the result wasn't really about the intensity of the storm, it was more about the foundation that's laid. You know, one of the things, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go real deep on this this morning. One of the things that was kind of stirring to me as I was reading through this is there are really three people that we could, we could pull out of this passage. There are the people that have a full foundation, there are people that have maybe a partial foundation, and there are people who have no foundation. So let's just real quick, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this this morning, but like we could categorize ourselves really pretty easy in this, okay? Number one, the person with no foundation. Um, I, I don't know if we have anybody like that in here, but if you've confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're not in that category. Right. If you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, then you have some foundation. You might not have the full foundation, but you have some foundation in your life. And what I'd offer for you as a thought today is this. We're probably all in the category of partial foundation. You know, we, we probably have some areas in our life that are founded in the word and secure, and they will not be shaken. I mean, I hope everybody's got that foundation of Christ as Savior. You know, if, if you believe he has saved you by taking your sins and dying on the cross, burying them in the grave and resurrecting again, I mean, then you have a solid foundation, I don't know about you, but nobody's going to move me on the issue of whether I'm going to heaven when I die or not. Yeah. I am secure in that. Life can shake. Things can get crazy. I'm not moving on that issue. I know that I know that I know I'm saved. I have a foundation. But are there some things that maybe I'm not as secure in? Are there maybe some areas that when it starts shaking, they start shaking? They start loosening up. I feel like I'm starting to lose it in this area as the storm begins to shake me. Maybe, maybe someone's got a solid foundation all the way around. Let me tell you, the Word is a solid foundation. As we go to the Word, we're going to find pieces of foundation to build every area of our life, every part of our house. The Word is a complete foundation. It's not lacking in any area. You can find the answer for anything that would shake right here in the Word. But the truth is this. The process of building a house that's fully founded on the Word of God is a lifelong process. Hallelujah. We always keep building. We always keep laying foundation. You know, our, our life isn't like a, a building that you, you set a date of completion and it's all done at one time. Our life on earth is like a continued expansion of building. I mean, it's, well, it's kind of like our church. We just keep building. We're, we're going to keep growing in areas, and we're going to keep building in areas. As we grow, we build. And we found those new areas on foundations. You know, if you were to take just a small house, and you got a foundation built on the main part you're living on, that'd be like getting saved. I'm saved. I'm solid. This part is structurally sound. But then maybe you start kind of venturing out into some other areas. You, you start, you know, listening to some teaching on healing or prosperity or a number of other topics. And you start getting a little bit more built into your life. Your understanding of the word starts building up. Well, in order for that to be solid, you've got to have it founded in the word. You know, there's a lot of preaching out there. I mean, to just be quite frank about it, there's a lot of preaching out there today. There's a lot of ideas out there today that aren't founded in the word. And they're not going to hold up when things start shaking. Right. 
I, I mean, I think we see it today that there are people who are visibly shaken because their idea of how to do things is getting torn apart. You know, the people who really feel the loneliest right now are probably the people who don't have a foundation of family or, or, or fellowship. You know, we as a church family, I believe we have that. We are knit together as one body, one family. There are people who don't have that kind of foundation in their life. And, well, they're probably feeling it shake right now. They're probably feeling shaken in some of these areas. So I wrote this down. Oftentimes, you discover the quality of a foundation in a storm. Oftentimes, the way you discover how good or how bad your foundation is, is when a storm shows up. This is what we find in Jesus' teaching. It's true. I mean, I was just thinking about these houses. You know, I like to kind of put myself in Bible stories, and I try to visualize what's going on right there. So I'm, I'm listening, I'm reading this teaching of Christ about these two houses, and, and I'm thinking about walking up maybe onto a beachfront property, and here, here set two houses in front of me. And I start looking them over. And you know, wherever there's like new development, have you ever noticed that they always kind of build the same way in these areas? It, it, it kind of looks the same on the outside. Well, I was kind of thinking about that. I wonder if, and, and this is me putting a little bit, so I'm, I'm putting a little bit into this because it helps me think about this idea of discovering foundation. I walk up to these two houses and they probably look a lot alike. You know, it doesn't say anything in here that one house was just a beat down shack and the other one was a mansion. It, there's nothing about that. So I, I would be led to believe that they were probably pretty similar. They were probably built with the same materials. I don't know if the guys had the same budget or not. I don't know. But even to that point, you know, I'm just thinking practically, when you're building, you've got a budget. You've only got so much money to work with. Sometimes you have to give up areas so that you can get more somewhere else. And I was thinking about this. I wonder if the guy who built without a foundation did that so he could save money and spend it on a better looking house. And this is me putting a little bit of myself in, okay? So understand that. But, I mean, really, I think that's a valid question. Is it possible that maybe the house that ended up falling looked much better than the sound structure on the outside? Is it possible that because he didn't put the money into a foundation, he had more to spend on how lavish and frivolous the house looked? You know, somebody could walk by, and if you said, hey, which house do you want to live in? Just judging from the outside, I mean, you may have picked the, the wrong house not even knowing that the foundation wasn't any good. And I thought about this too. I don't know if we have any building experts with us this morning. I would imagine most of us are not. I don't know if anybody has like in-depth experience with a foundation. Do we Raise your hand if, if you're that person so we all know who to call. Okay, Hank's the guy, all right, everybody? So I'm thinking about foundations, and, and just to be honest and telling myself a little bit, I'm not a, a, an expert on foundations, okay? So I think I'm in the majority this morning. I don't know that much about foundations. If I walk up to a house, I pretty much just see a house. I don't start looking and think, oh, that is a nice foundation. I mean, does anybody walk up to a house and that's like where your eye goes first? Oh, man, that foundation is nice. It's not me. I'm, I'm looking at what's going on around the house. I'm looking at the land around it. I'm maybe looking at what's on the outside. Maybe we'll go inside and see what the condition of the interior is like. But I think for a lot of people, it's easy to just blow right by the foundation. You know, you don't realize the foundation is good or bad. You don't realize a need for a foundation until a storm shows up. Isn't that right? This is what we see in the, in the teaching right here. It wasn't, they were probably both really happy with their house. They were probably both fine with the way they were living 
until a storm showed up because that shook the houses and that's when a foundation was really needed. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to say this a few times this morning, but I wrote it down this way and I think this is a really good thought for this topic of foundations. It's easy to be good when things are good. It's easy to look good when things are good. You don't have to have a foundation when things are good. There's no need for it. It's easy to be good when things are going good. But when the storm shows up, you find out what's really solid and what is not. Obviously, you can't put a lot of stock in the outside appearance. I thought that was a good thought for 2020. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can't put a lot of stock in outside appearance. I wrote down this scripture, Galatians 6, verse 4 through 5. I'll just read it real quick. Pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For each, we are each responsible for our own conduct. You know, in terms of this teaching, we're all responsible for our own house. We're all responsible for the foundation or lack of foundation that is put into our house. You know, I just think about today. I think there's a lot of comparison today. I think there's a lot of like face value comparison today. You know, I go online. I don't know if anybody's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I go on Facebook and I see so many people just showing their life. But you know, it's impossible to know what's really going on in someone's heart. What's really going on on the other side of a phone screen. Have you ever seen like one of those pictures where it's like a really close up and you get one idea of what it looks like. But then if you like zoom out, it's, it's not quite as nice as what it looks like. You know, it's like I just, I cleaned one corner of my house to take this picture of my kids in, but the rest of the house is not clean. Okay, yeah, we've all been there. I don't have kids, so I haven't, but, but you get the idea. There's, there's like this image that's projected that everything is so nice, so right, so solid. But it's impossible to know someone else. And I think Galatians 6, 4 through 5 is so applicable to the way we look at our house, our life, our foundations, because I can't compare my success. I can't, I can't compare the, the quality of my foundation to someone else's house where I don't even see their foundation. I, I can't go online to decide if I'm doing a good job or not. I can't go online to decide if I've read my Bible enough or not. I can't go online to find these things out because I don't get the full picture. All I get is the face value. It'd be really easy to step into this issue of comparison and be discouraged with the foundation you're building. You know, going back to these two houses, I think about this some more. And, and you know, I mentioned maybe the one guy, maybe his house looked really, really nice, but it didn't have any foundation. You know, as a, as a person, like if I were to be building a house and I look across the street and my neighbors just got the biggest, the best, the newest, everything looks perfect. It'd be easy to get discouraged about what I'm doing. It'd be easy to say, well, you know, is, is there even a point in continuing to build this? You know, they're just doing so much more with what they've got. Well, truth is, I have no idea what's on the inside of their house. I have no idea what foundation they've got to work with. And so when we're building these foundations, I just encourage you in this, build for you and your house. And, and take up the responsibility of you and your house and don't compare it to others. You know, I, I think this is something that will encourage us and help us go further. I think this helps our foundation continue to grow when we don't allow maybe a negative influence or, or a negative comparison come into the picture. 
So kind of back to the, the main topic this morning of how does God's strength defend us from the storms and the shakes. I think one of the next things we have to look at is what determines the damage of a storm? What determines the shaking of a storm? You know, I found this, the shake, the storm does not determine what shakes loose in your house. Did you know that? Did you think about that? You know, I hadn't always thought this when I read through this parable. I just thought, oh, there was a bad storm in it. You know, one guy's house got totaled. The, the, the destructiveness, the degree of intensity of the storm is not the sole factor in determining what shakes loose, what gets destroyed during the storm. I even said this, the shake is not necessarily bad. That's kind of a challenging thought for me. A shake, a storm... It's not necessarily bad on its own. The result might end up bad, but it's, it's not solely because of the storm. I want to read you um, something that, it's actually from a seismologist, a scientist who studies like earthquakes and, and uh, you know, seismology. His name's Clive Collins, if you want to look him up. He said this, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know if this guy's a Christian or not, but he's an expert in his field, and what he says is totally imagery that's applicable for this teaching Earthquakes are very useful to humans. I bet you never thought you would hear that line. Earthquakes are very useful to humans because they provide a picture of what's going on underground. He goes on and says this, they tell us about internal structure. He says earthquakes are actually helpful to humans because they show us what's going on beneath the surface. They show us what's happening on the inside. I think this is true in our own lives. As we build our life for the Lord, one of the times where we're going to find out what's going on on the inside, where we're going to get a glimpse into the internal structure of our life, is when a storm comes and starts shaking stuff. Because as it's shaking, some areas might, might shake loose and other areas might stand without a problem. This is how we determine where we've got structure, where we've got strength, and where we don't. This kind of brings me back to the idea that it's, good, it's easy to be good when things are good. It's easy for everything to stand where it's supposed to stand when things are good. It's, it's easy to look like I've got faith and hope and peace and joy and love and kindness and gentleness when things are easy. But when things start shaking, am I shaken? Do I lose it? When this shaking begins. When the shake comes, the structure gets exposed. I think this is what we see in, in this teaching of Christ, that when the storm comes, the structure, either strong or not, is shown. It's exposed. It's made clear. Even if the guy with the house that had no foundation, if it had been the nicest house on the block, after the storm, it was exposed. Let me tell you this. It's better to have a solid foundation that takes you longer to build than to throw it up quick and have it look good for a little while. Because there is a day that what's on the inside is going to show up on the outside. You can't fake it forever. Eventually, what's in here shows up out here. The damage or lack of damage that occurs is not entirely dependent on how bad the storm is. The destructive result of a storm is determined not by the intensity of the wind, the volume of water, or the debris. It's determined by the foundation of that which it descends upon. When my foundation is solid, I can stand against a storm. And I think, you know, right now, 
I feel like this is a timely message for now because I think there is shaking happening in people's lives. And maybe it's not even yours, but maybe you know someone who's shaken up. Maybe you know someone who's losing it. You know, there might be areas where it's, it's really easy to look good when things are going good. But right now, I think people are being tested in whether they really have cast out fear. Whether perfect love has really cast out fear in their life. That foundation or lack of is being exposed right now. Because people who say, I, you know, because of Christ, I don't fear. Well, I, I think there are people who are shaken in that area right now. Where maybe the foundation, maybe they even thought it was solid, but here we find maybe not. And, and it's not just fear. I mean, I wrote down a couple others. I think attitudes, you know, pridefulness is one that right now is it's being exposed. There are people who can come off like they're humble and they're easy to get along with and all of, all of these great things. I have a positive attitude. But right now it's doomsday and nobody's going to tell them different. You know what I mean? Like these, these internal things are being exposed right now because of a storm that's going on around us. There's pressure. There's a shaking and it's exposing things. People that are normally really patient maybe are not so patient. People that normally kind of stick with wisdom, you know, sort things out. Maybe they're not doing that anymore. They're being shaken in an area where normally they look solid. I think this is all part of a storm. And the good news is this. If there's an area of life that's shaking, it's not the end of the road. It doesn't mean you've lost and the house is gone. What it means is you have an opportunity to allow God to come inside of you like concrete, like glue, fill you up and strengthen your foundation. Praise God. Being shaken is not the end of it. Being shook, losing it. That's not where the story ends in Christ. You know, for anyone else, that's really the truth. Anybody that doesn't have Christ and the Holy Spirit to come into their life and strengthen up, firm up these areas that are shaking, I mean, it's bad news for them because their house is gone. That area of life, it's gone. I'm, I've lost it. I've lost the battle with fear. I've lost the battle with hope. I've lost the battle with patience. I've lost the battle with peace. But not in Christ. Christian, you and I live a different way. Because when we recognize an area of weakness, we can allow Christ's strength to come in and show itself more glorious than we would ever even be able to stand on our own. I think this is what's, what's so incredible about the power of God is it's better without you. Is that a challenging thought or what? God's power is better when you're not trying to be the strength. When you allow him to come in, when you allow his word to come in and strengthen up those areas of weakness, it's going to be stronger than if I tried to do it myself. If I tried to sort it out on my own. If I tried to figure it out and come up with the answer on my own. It's better to go to the word than to go to somebody's best idea. And so God is our strengthener. And he comes in when we are weak. And I think sometimes what's incredible about a storm is it, it points out our areas of weakness where we might not have been willing to see them before. I think right now, we're all learning a lot about ourselves. And you're maybe learning a lot about your family right now, too. If you've been inside with them a lot more than usual lately, you might be learning some stuff about your wife or your kids or your husband or your parents or whoever you're spending a lot of time with. You're probably learning some things about yourself and about them. Some of it maybe is really good and some of it maybe is not so good. Praise God, he comes in when we invite him in. 
And I think that's, that's why these moments of shaking can be really so beneficial. Just like the seismologist said about natural earthquakes, they are actually very helpful to us because we can figure out what's going on. Well, in your life and my life, a shake, a storm, pressure, it can be helpful because I can figure out what's going on and I can invite God in. And that's really the key. It's not that he doesn't want to strengthen you in that area. It's, it's not that he won't strengthen you in that area. Oh, I've just been wanting this for so long and it just hasn't happened. The truth is this. I've probably had so much control over that thing in my life, trying to figure out how to be strong on my own, that I have not allowed him in. But now I see very clearly that my strength isn't working. And so what I can do is invite him in. That's what it takes for God to come in and be the concrete that firms your life and your foundation up is an invitation. I love the way my grandpa always preached it. The problem with Christianity is it's just too simple. It really is simple, everybody. We invite him. Ask and receive. That's the process. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to give you like a five-step formula to strength today. Okay, it's not coming. There are, I mean, if you wanted to make it, it's two steps. Ask and receive. Yeah. Ask and receive. Ask and receive. As you ask God to come in and strengthen your foundation in some area, he will do it. And then you just receive it. Ask and receive. When we discover areas of vulnerability, areas of weakness, we got to let God come in and secure it. I was thinking actually about... Um, my house in Harlan, where I used to live, you know, last spring, um, Iowa had a lot of flooding that occurred, you know, on the west side. My house was one of those houses that got flooded. I lived on a hill, and, and my north wall was kind of built into the side of this hill, and I remember the day that it just, like, I mean, the heavens opened, and the snow all melted, and there was, like, I mean, a wall of water coming at my foundation, and I thought, that's not good. Because I, I already see it starting to pool right there, and I know water finds its way in. And so it, it started leaking. I had this, this leak in, in my living room, and it, it was this big process. It was like days cleaning it up and like putting towels down and drying it. And so after that, it didn't rain for a while. We, we went like a week or two without getting a whole lot more rain, and I thought I was good. And so I put all my floor back down. I got all the trim back up. I thought I was ready to go. And then it rained really bad again. You know what I found out? The foundation wasn't good yet. <laughs> there was still a problem in my foundation. You know, I could like go down and just line that whole foundation with my eye, but until it started storming, I didn't see where the problem was at. I didn't see where the weakness in my foundation was at until I had water coming in. So these moments of storm, these moments of shaking... They're actually beneficial to you and I as Christians because we've got a way to fix them. I mean, it's, it's bad news for the world when a storm comes because if they break down, they're broken down. But for you and I, it's really good news because we have been equipped Amen. with the one who fixes. Amen. We have been equipped with the, the strong foundation, the one who comes in like a, like a glue, like a mom, like a concrete he fixes our foundation. All we got to do is, well, we recognize it when the storm's going on, and then we ask and receive. Say that with me. Ask and receive. Ask and receive. This is how we fix our foundations. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. If you'll join me there this morning. This is out of the Amplified. 
May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling in your innermost being and personality. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? That you may really come to know, practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly lifted and flooded with God himself. It is God on the inside of you that is your strength in areas of weakness. And I love too, he says here that it's out of his glory. I think this is an important point and it really goes back to that idea of it's not about my strength. He, he really doesn't want me trying to make it strong because when I try to do it myself and I slap my name on it, he doesn't get the glory for it. When I make myself strong, I make myself glory. But when I let go of it and I say, God, I'm weak. I'm asking you to bring strength into this area. I'm asking you to bring understanding of your love, understanding of your word into this area of my life that I may be strengthened and reinforced here. He gets all the glory when it happens. You know, this is challenging to me, but I, I think when I'm standing and asking God to come in and strengthen some area of my life and I'm not seeing it happen, one of the things that challenges me is maybe instead of asking more for it, I need to let go of it and allow him to come in and do it himself. Maybe instead of asking and saying, God, I'm trying to fix this. Would you give me just the boost that I need to get it done? Maybe instead what I need to do is say, God, I'm opening it up. I want you to pour your Holy Spirit. I want you to pour Christ and the word and love that he brings into this area. And I want you to firm it up. My, me strengthening it is not working. So I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to receive the strength you're giving me. I'm going to receive the spirit you're giving me. I'm going to receive the love and word. I'm going to receive Jesus in this area. And that's what will make me strong. A mix of Christ and the Holy Spirit in you, giving you a comprehension of God's love, that is strength. A mix of the Holy Spirit and the Word, Christ, in you, giving you a comprehension of God's love for you, that's what strengthens you. Because you know what? When I begin to understand God's love and how it applies to these areas, I'm made strong in them. When I understand God's love for me that saved me, I'm strong in salvation. My, my foundation that I'm saved is secure when I know that it was done out of love. When, when I understand that God gives of, we know he gives a lot of good gifts, don't we? In fact, we can read that right now, Matthew 7, 11, if we could pull it up on the screen. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Man, we've got some awesome moms that give a lot of good things to their kids. And God says, even more than that, 
I give to you. Why is it? You know, I think people that get tripped up, people who have a weak foundation on areas of the word, I think it's because they're still trying to earn it. It'd be like a kid trying to earn their mom's love. It'd be like a kid trying to earn the right to be alive. I mean, that, that seems ridiculous, doesn't it? I mean, I don't, praise God, I don't know any mothers that say, child, you need to, you need to show me that you being alive was the right choice. I mean, it's sad that that probably is a conversation that people have had. But a good, good parent, they're not making their kid prove anything. They, they love because it's their child. And when I understand that God's love for me is even greater than that of a parent's love for their child, I can receive the strength in anything. I can receive the strength to be patient when I understand that God's love was patient with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Receiving Christ, the Holy Spirit, and a comprehension of God's love makes us steady, makes us solid. You know, I could, I could talk about Ephesians 3.16 for a little while, but I just, I'm going to summarize it with this. The things that he mentioned, Paul writes to Ephesians about strength, receiving God's strength. This is what he says, receive Christ in you, Christ's body, his blood, the work that he came and accomplished, the redemption and abundant life that he provided for you. Receive the word, you know, a, a knowledge, a, a revelation of who he is and who you are in him. Receive the love of God, the securing, grounding force. Because we already said this, when you know you're loved by God, you are secure. Fullness is what it says. Towards the end it says that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God so that you may experience the riches, the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. I love that verse. That you might be filled to fullness so that you might experience God's presence in the richest way. God wants you full. Your foundation, he wants full. God doesn't want half a foundation. He wants to keep pouring into you. He wants to keep strengthening you until your whole foundation is solid in him. And the spirit, and this is how this verse in Ephesians opens up. It says, um, his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit. It's through the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you that we are strengthened and energized. That's a good promise because I know the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And so because He's right here with me all the time, I always have access. I can say, Holy Spirit, I ask and I receive the strength and energy I need for this moment. Thank you, God, for being present and equipping me with that strength and that energy to do this. Inner strength, it's this quality of God given to you as a gift. And, I, and just to bring it back to moms, we're wrapping up this morning, and um, I think we'll, just, we'll, we'll close by reading 2 Corinthians here in a second. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Like we started out talking about moms. You know, they're, they're this glue that holds our families together. They're this strength for our families. This inner strength that we need to endure, that our families you know, need to keep moving forward. Praise God for them. Well, God's children have an inner strength in Him. You know, he, he is the perfect parent. 
You know that? God is the perfect parent. And so if a wonderful mother is strong for the family, this glue that holds us together, how much more is God the strength that steps in and holds us together? The concrete that secures our foundation. What I, what I just want to offer to you this morning is we, we ask the question, you know, how, how, do we, how do we receive God's strength that defends us through these times of shaking and storming? The answer is this, ask and receive. If you feel like there's a place in your life that's been shaking lately, if there's an area that you would say, I'm losing it, ask and receive from God's strength. The Spirit is on the inside of you to energize and strengthen you for this moment and this assignment. The Word, it brings understanding, Christ in you, an understanding, a comprehension of His love that enables you to endure don't look at the vulnerable places in life as a loss. See it as an opportunity for God to be glorified by His unseen strength grounding you. Let's read this verse as we close out this morning. And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'll tell you what, when we get this attitude, this, uh, this way of living, where I don't look at my weaknesses just as a weakness. I don't look at my areas that shake just as an area of loss. I see any opportunity of weakness, of shaking, of, of, of loss. I see it as an opportunity for God's strength to come in and fill me up and bring Him glory. I believe when we start expecting God to be glorified through our life, we ask and receive Man, we're going to receive. And it's going to be different because now I'm not trying to make it all happen on my own. I, I don't have to make myself strong. I can ask and receive God's strength for today. That sounds like a better way to live, doesn't it? Amen. Man, God is this inner strength for our life. And just like we started out saying God reveals some of his attributes through moms, maybe, maybe that's a way to understand this today. It's a way that helps me understand it, to look at my mom and my family and say, you know what, just like she kind of holds things together for us, that's what God does in my life. He, he is the hold it together, the strength that keeps it, helps me endure through. Let's pray this morning and, and just, number one, let's thank God for the strength that he provides for this different kind of life that we live in Christ. Let's also ask and receive if there's an area of life that I feel like it's been shaking lately, if I feel like I've been losing it somewhere, let's ask this morning. This is the perfect opportunity to identify, ask and receive the strength that God has already made available to me. Would you agree with me this morning as we thank him, ask and receive. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for Christ and all that you did in him, that you came, Jesus, to provide life and life more abundantly. We thank you that part of that abundant life is the endurance, a foundation of word, a strengthening, energizing of the Holy Spirit present in our spirit that takes us forward, that takes us onward, that helps us endure, makes us able to endure through the times of shaking, through the times of pressure and storm. God, I don't know what everybody's storm, what everybody's shake has been, but you do. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, as I speak this out, I pray that you are revealing 
in our own hearts what's been shaken. Bring to our remembering instances, circumstances, relationships even, areas of life that have been shaken lately, places that we have been, begun to lose it, places where we normally have this, this facade or this face, everything looks good because it's been good, but right now it's maybe not so good and things are getting shaky. Things are, things are getting changed. God, I pray that you reveal that. Bring it back to our memory right now, Holy Spirit. Help us to see the areas of weakness in our own life. Let us not be ashamed of. Let us not be guilt-ridden in those areas. But God, I pray that you are the one who strengthens. I pray that we don't see an area of weakness only as a weakness, but we see it as an opportunity for your strength to come into our life, to firm us up, make us able to endure, and glorify your name. This is our prayer today, God. Show me where I've been weak. I ask that there would be a strengthening and energizing of your Holy Spirit in me. That there would be a comprehension of your love in Christ through the Word. That in these things I would find the strength to continue building have a life here on earth that is not shaken, that is not moved by what's going on around me, but rather, God, a life that endures, stays steady, stays firmly grounded in your word, that I might be that city on a hill, a light that shines into the world, that when every other person around me is shaking, quaking, Things are falling off. Things are getting damaged. Things are not looking good. God, I thank you that I can be steady because you've made me steady. I thank you, God, that you would be glorified through the strength you and you alone bring into our life. I thank you that our strength, your strength in us, would cause people to come to know you. That they would see an unshaken, unmoved Christian and say, how is it that you do this? How is it that you endure? How is it that you're not moved? How is it that you're not shaken? And as we answer, say, Christ, the Holy Spirit, my God is my strength. Thank you, God, that your name will be glorified. This is our prayer today, Lord. We love you and thank you for your presence in our life, for this strength. And God, even in this moment where some are enduring difficulty, we thank you that in a storm, in a shake, it brings revelation and understanding of the areas where we need more and more of you. So God, today we ask and receive. We ask and receive. Would you say that one more time with me? God, I ask and receive your strength. I believe it. I have faith in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I believe we are strengthened by our God. Amen. Go and be the strength today. Be blessed. Mothers, we love you.
you are such a gift, such a blessing. And just as we celebrate you today, we celebrate God's strength in our life today. All right, I'm done now. So be dismissed, be blessed.